TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Y'all remember Lavernius Coles? It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Atatula. That is the very long ooh-wee of three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. I'm thinking about all these wide receivers, man. That's Larry D. Flores, (laughs) who brought Antonio Gonzalez to the plate, mind you. Not Tony Gonzalez. Antonio Gonzalez, do your Googles. What, uh, what about what about Christian McCaffrey's daddy? Ed, Ed, he's, he's Ed, 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 Ed McCaffrey, Ed McCaffrey. absolutely. Um, J.J. And then Stokes? I remembered uh, Hank Basket. Oh, yeah. Former Eagles wide receiver. That reality show? That's right, and, and that reality show. Oh. And some we, we learned a lot about him that I probably did not want to learn. Anyways, it's the get right right here on 105.3 What the about fan. Fair Hooker? Man, what? That was a Cleveland Brown. Oh, I thought you were saying, I thought you were making accusations or I something. Swear. Around here, Why that's these crazy. Name they babies these names. <laughs> it was Anthony Gonzalez, not Antonio. Ant- okay, thank you. Very good, very good. All right. I mean, you just made it. You just made it Spanish. You just added some sauce on. It. I respect it, right? Antonio and Anthony are the same same name, just you know, different places. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Um, appreciate you rocking with us here on a Friday evening. Um, you can always get involved with, uh, with us on the truckwreck.com text line as the names will not stop they on the text line. Stop, and you know what? I'm not upset about it at all. 877-881-1053. As someone reminded me, Alshon Jeffrey, it feels like he yes. was so cold so recently. And nope, not, it's been a while. Uh, you know, Terrence Williams came through. And his scooter. Uh, Lima Swede oh, came through. Uh, yeah, the scooter. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, keep those coming. I, you know what? I will yeah. not be mad at you. Uh, if you keep those coming on the text line, Braylon Edwards, I remember him with the Browns. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, there's so many. Robert Meacham. Oh my God, my brain is just going crazy. Uh, I will try and keep this on the rails as we continue to the next segment, getting you ready for divis- divisional round playoff football. Let's do some bold predictions for this weekend. Uh, as usual, I tap into CBS Sports and NFL.com, see what bold predictions they have. Um, but while we do that, I think I also wanted to get to bold predictions that came in on the text line. And as I said that, I realized, I don't know, I'm going to be able to find the bold prediction that came in earlier. Oh, I do remember what it was. I apologize for not being able to give your, uh, give your area code, but as you might expect, there's a lot of things happening right now. Uh, Joe Jurvicious also popped up. Mm -hmm. Jacoby Jones, who will be actually, oddly enough, be the, um, the Ravens legend of the game uh, mm-hmm. on their for their game tomorrow is against right? the Texans, which is a little petty because I don't know if you know that. Do you remember Jacoby Jones started by playing with the Texans oh, and then they let him go. That. He went to the Ravens and then he was like a great uh, punt returner and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he became, uh, you know, he got a lot more. Oh, they're going to play the mind game. So, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing mm-hmm. they're doing fun stuff over there. However, um, the first bowl prediction that came in on the truckwreck.com text line earlier was that the Green Bay Packers will win the coin flip. 
and they'll go and they'll score first. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure if they went this far, but I think they also went as far as saying they win the game. I, w- I, have, I really want to see this game. And again, it could be a blowout in favor of the 49ers, but if them damn Packers play them tough and win that game, I mean, I'm like, look at this. I think it might make Cowboy fans feel a little bit better or maybe feel them say, but we could have we could have been 49ers. That just showed we're going to beat the 49ers if we played them too. Well, look, I think there's a lot of people that look around at the Cowboys and just, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot more issues than that. However, mm-hmm. like, the Green Bay Packers have been on their stuff. And one of the things that you saw against the Cowboys is that they got out early. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to play from ahead, which allowed them, when they threw well, allowed them to run the football and keep Aaron exactly. Jones in the game. I, I, exactly. I don't know if A.J. Dillon will have his opportunity to play in this one. But, like, they can run the ball. And what I think is interesting is that the Niners are kind of the same way. They want to be able to add that run game in uh-huh. as well. Christian McCaffrey. And if you get out ahead and make them play from behind, because they're built to play from ahead, yeah. do you put undue pressure on Brock Purdy and see if he can throw the football up and down and throw uh-huh. them to a win? I'm interested in seeing if that happens. And maybe, just maybe, Matt LaFleur is able to win the coin toss. Well, I mean, I don't think that he has any effect on the coin toss. But if they win the coin toss, mm-hmm. is he going to take the ball, try and go straight down, Really, all they need is one stop. If you can go down a couple of times, go up two scores, you can put the Niners in a bad way. So I'm I'm actually interested in that. I'm very interested in this game. That's is. Do you feel like that's bold? Do you think that's within the realm of reason here? It's it's kind of bold. I guess the, the win makes it bold. The win I makes think it they could go down quickly and that's you know such score a first. Heavy favorite. I think they're favored by nine and a half. That's correct. That that's is the more line. Than the Cowboys are favored. That's true. That is true. Uh, as we got. Solomon Wilcox. Oh, yeah. Listen to this show. Art Monk, of course. Absolutely. Art Monk, of course. Oh, David Tyree. David Tyree. Not obscure, but also kind of obscure. Wasn't he like a tight end, though? David Tyree wasn't a tight end. He was a wide receiver. He was just a big, he was a big wide receiver. He pinned that football on his helmet. He sure did. He sure did. The Patriots in the Super Bowl. Oh, we got Bills fans in there. Marlon Briscoe, the Miami Dolphins. Look out. There you go. How about this? Um, I don't know. How bold is this from our friends at CBS Sports? Obviously, you got Ravens, Texans. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. C.J. Stroud has been so good yep. in his rookie season, and he led the NFL in touchdown to interception ratio in the regular season. 23 touchdowns, five interceptions, right? He also has the best touchdown to interception ratio against winning teams in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Let me say that one more time. The rookie, C.J. Stroud, has the best touchdown to interception ratio mm-hmm. against teams with a winning record in NFL history. Ooh. The bold prediction is that changes against the Ravens, where the Ravens will get more than one, multiple interceptions against rookie C.J. Stroud. Bold? Not bold? How you feeling? I'm thinking that's bold. Don't get me wrong. I really respect Ravens' defense. Mike Mike McDonald. He came from somewhere back in the long ago. Not the same. Would it, how great would it be if it was the same Mike McDonald? Like that's you're, what he turned into. Your halftime speeches are, yeah. are sung. With if he's the, singing the national anthem. America, America. Real breathy. And then he went, yeah. yeah. Then we back up to the booth. But no, I, I think they got a really good defense, but I don't think Stroud's going to be that loosey-goosey with the football. I think he's going to throw the ball, but I don't think he's I think he's going to be aware of that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say he's going to be playing it close to the vest, but I just, I don't know. I think to assume he's going to throw some picks is a big assumption. That's bold to me. I, I, I'm kind of seeing it, right? Because also, um, this is a really good, probably the best defense in the league. I know that we were thinking that with the with the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. I think the Ravens are able to do everything. They can they can do all different sorts of things to you. 
Well, the Houston had no problem with the Cleveland Browns. Sure, but one thing that you could say with that is there were some dropped interceptions that probably could have been interceptions oh, for C.J. Stroud last week. I didn't even think about that. And so the tough part about it is mm-hmm. you're playing probably a team with a better overall defensive circumstance and also their safeties are pretty solid. I think Geno Stone has seven interceptions mm-hmm. um, this year. So you're throwing it up down the field there, especially if you end up behind mm-hmm. and you're having to throw the football. Mm-hmm. I think that he might throw those. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm, I don't think that that's super bold that the Ravens will get multiple picks off of C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Uh, 469 said, Roddy White was nice. 817 says, Andre Rising, R.I.P. left eye. Yeah. Yeah. Don Beebe. Joe Horn. See, 469, Joe Horn, you're right. with me. I, I appreciate that. And Billy White Shoes Johnson from the Houston Oilers. Dexter McCluster did have a short NFL career. I also saw someone bring up Devin Hester, right? Yep, Devin He Hester. had that short period mm-hmm. when they were like, yeah, we need you to do other things. Ken Burroughs. Kenny Burroughs. Yeah, from Houston. There you go. Uh, how about. And some- David Tyree was a wide receiver. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. There we go. Fantastic. How about as we continue, bold predictions for Ooh. the division round of the NFL playoffs? This is from Mark Ross of NFL.com. He says Patrick Mahomes obviously hitting the road in the postseason. Brand new to that man, right? Not something he's done very often. Two-time MVP in the postseason, he wins, right? That's something we know of. Uh, despite being an underdog in Buffalo, which they are, they say that the Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes and his offense score 30 points. Not in that kind of weather. Even though the Chiefs are coming from same bad weather from last week. It was, it's very cold and ice. Buffalo got a whole lot of snow. They sure and do. So they're used to the weather. But I'm like, no. Not in that kind of weather. I don't. It's not that I don't trust Patrick Mahomes. It's the receivers I don't trust. Plus, it's a it's a really good defense over there. Yes, Buffalo's got a, a legit defense. And to make not this thirty points to make this even bolder, remember Kansas City hasn't put up uh, thirty points since November. See, there you go. That is a bold prediction. That is probably the boldest prediction you've mentioned. It, it so I like Kansas City, but I can't pick them to get thirty. Yeah, points. I'm not. I'm not certain not on points. that as well, but. We'll see, man. Like they, one thing you can say is Rashi Rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to SMU, right? Yep, local. Yep. Um, local. He has established himself as a legitimate wide receiver out there for them. I mean, it's not that they ha- they don't have a lot of them, but mm-hmm. at least they know that they can get the ball to Rashi Rice. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is always someone that they depend on, and I think if they're able to run the football. Um, this might end up being a little up and down, even though the weather. But I also I, thirty feels like a lot in a in a game with two defenses this stout. So. We'll see how that one goes. 214 says Henry Ruggs. Yeah, we know. Yeah. And yeah. then 469 says James Lofton. Here's what's a while about James Lofton. Of course, Green Bay Packers, right? The Hall of Fame. He lives in Plano. Did you know that? Does he? Yes, he does. Okay. He's a dear, dear friend of mine. <laughs> of course. It's, we, we, Stephen A. I, it's, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> um, how about this? From Marcus Grant. Oh, and, Mike Quick. Somebody threw in a Mike Quick. Remember Mike Quick? I'm trying to remember. I feel like I don't know Mike Quick. Oh, yeah. You got to look. My quick. All right. I want to say it's Philadelphia Eagles. Let me see. Yeah, it's it's interesting though because I feel like this is also kind of gone in in like kind of space where you've had some people bring up like, all right, here's a, here's a, a grip of Bills and here here's a grip, a grip of, of Giants. Uh, Giants. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been interesting. In fact, uh, the way one seven just mentioned Kelvin Martin and Alvin Harper. Those are Cowboys, and he mentioned Steve Tasker from the Buffalo Bills. He said, "And Christian Dead Ed, yeah, Ed McCaffrey." There you go. Absolutely. Uh, I just looked up Mike Quick, and I definitely did not know about Mike Quick Eagles, before. Yes, absolutely. So thank, thanks for adding more uh, 
more wide receivers to my radar here. Uh, how about this? I mean, you opened up Pandora's box. I sure did. And you oh, know what? Oh, wait a minute. Somebody went to Ahmad Rashad. And look, Ooh. I think you, look, I don't know if you win-win, but at least mm-hmm. in my book you win. Because I love Ahmad Rashad, who, like, yes. it's a dude that everybody knows, but also they very few, few people realize they he used to play football. with them Vikings, man. They don't think football. They always think NBA. Because he did inside right. stuff. And then, of course, he was like Michael Jordan's left-hand man exactly. for a while. Exactly. Yeah. Married to Felicia. You know what? Ahmad Rashad was over there in Abu Dhabi when I was on Abu Dhabi. Was he now? He was over there too, okay. hanging out. I hadn't seen him in a hundred years. And yes, uh, four six nine. Patrick Clayton's son is the quarterback yes. Heber Nebwe. and Patrick Clayton, Dallas Cowboys, that, and DeSoto. And Patrick Clayton was the quarterback for DeSoto. Uh, from the eight one seven, Mike Wallace. Which one? Right, which one? There's there's a couple of them. Mm-hmm. How about this? When we talk about bold predictions for the divisional round, Tony Hill. Not the Cowboy. True, true. Um, Alvin Garrett, he was fast and little. Washington Redskins. Remember the, uh, what they used to call them? They uh, they had a little dance and they would do an end zone. The uh, the fun bunch. Alvin Garrett. Yeah, that, I think that was just a little bit beyond me. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, usually the champion of the bold predictions because. And Ricky Sanders, he, that was another one of those fun bunch. He leans into that bold, let me tell you. So oh, we I think he should be able to deliver here. And I'll read it verbatim. The Detroit Lions boasted the league's fifth best ground attack during the regular season, rushing for, get this, 135.9 yards per game. On Sunday, their dynamic duo of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs will take on Tampa Bay's top five run defense. The Bucs uh, lead back, Rashad White, faces a Detroit D that allowed fewer than 90 rushing yards in each of its previous five games. So, solid when it comes to run stopping. Tough matchup for both backfields, no doubt. But he thinks Rashad White is poised for a big game. And he, in addition to getting 100 yards, also outpaces both Montgomery and Gibbs together by himself. So he says Rashad Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rushes for more yards than the Detroit Lions uh, tandem combined. Let me tell you why. That is bold. That's very bold, but let me tell you why it's not impossible. Okay. How come Dan Quinn's defense was able to slow those two down when Detroit came down here? He was able to slow those two down. I'm talking about those, that tandem Detroit running back combo. Dan Quinn, who does not have a run-stopping defense, was able to slow them down. That does not mean that that running back from Tampa Bay is going to outrush them, but it is possible. I think it's going to be a tall order in Detroit's own building, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that that's going to look just that uh... – I don't think they're going to look um, that poor against these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know that they match up particularly well enough to make that a tough situation. Plus, the Lions, thats they like running the football. It's part well, of their like identity. I said, Dan Quinn ain't got no legendary run-stopping defense, top five, like Tampa Bay. But they sure did slow them down. Don't get me wrong. It's not impossible. To sure. Up, but the equation is... Tampa Bay's Buccaneers running back's going to outrush them? Yeah. I just can't see that part happening. That's Maurice Jones-Drew. He, yeah. he, he, I love him because at least he takes that bold seriously. Because sometimes you get some of these predictions, you're like, yeah, no, that's not that bold. Maurice Jones-Drew's like, you want bold? I got bold for you. Don't worry about it. Here, here. Um, We got a lot of Golden Richards has come yeah. up. Terry Glenn. Butch Johnson from One. the California Quake. Golden Tate. Golden, Golden Tate, Tate yes. absolutely came up. Somebody said, I hope I, I hope I hear Terry Glenn. We mentioned Terry Glenn a long time ago. And this is the best one. 469 says, Bob Hayes crawled so Tyreek Hill could walk. That's right. If you don't know anything about Bob Hayes, look at Tyreek Hill. That's who Bob Hayes was. There you go. Um, obviously, one of those obscure but kind of in front of your face 
Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, and that's something they forget. Cincinnati Bengal wide receiver. Wide receiver, and he was fast too. He, yes, wasn't, he was. wasn't like a possession wide. No, went he was the, fast. Went to the Super Bowl. Sure did. And don't 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 let your eyes fool you and mm-hmm. think that you, you can't see stuff. The fast pontificate right now. Fast man, Jabar Gaffney. Yeah. I look. I Jimmy don't know. Jimmy Smith, former Cowboy, and and uh, I went. I guess he went to Jacksonville after that and became a star. He was a Jimmy Smith was, was the Cowboys with Alvin Harper and Michael Irvin, and then he got his, uh, he injured his uh, appendix and. Jerry cut him, and then they sued, and they won. I'm talking about him and his agent, and mm-hmm. they won because it was like a, a injury that was related to football. And Jerry's like, nope, you have a ruptured appendix that ruptured on his own. I'll never forget that. Jimmy Smith was really good. Someone said Paul Horning, who is long gone. A real long time oh, ago. Oh, Tavon Austin. Yep. Man, he didn't get hurt so much. I love Tavon Austin. West Virginia, too. I, I mean, feel like woo. the thing with Tavon Austin was the thing that I expected here, which is didn't nobody know how to use him as a wide receiver Thank you. in the league? Thank you. Everybody, like, every time That's he showed up somewhere, I was like, it. he's going to be a returner. They're like, no, he's going to be a wide receiver this time. I'm like, right. nah, he's just going to be a returner. And the sad thing is, if you saw him at West Virginia, he was a monster. He was a monster. Oh, Henry Ellard. They said, CA knows. Yep, Henry Ellard, LA Rams. Uh, shout well, out to St. Louis Rams, winning Rams. Shout out to the uh, Alan Hearns as well. That's another one. That, Ted that, Ginn that, Jr. That, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Ted, Hearns, Ted right? Ginn is one of my favorite mm-hmm. players because his whole philosophy was why go, why get hit when I can just go out of bounds? And Hartley you know what? Lee Dykes. That's someone who absolutely knew what was happening with this. Don BB with the hops, they said. Yep. I, I, you know what? I keep wanting to like cut this off, but Peter keep sending Warwick. them in. Peter Warwick, absolutely. Woo. Keep sending these in, man. 877-881-1053. Just name Percy wide Harvin. That's one of that's another one of my favorite. And favorites. his headaches. And, and his mi- migraines. Migraines. Yeah, I was like, let's let's be let's be respectful. This this is something real taking him. Also, I would never, never, never doubt Percy Harvin's toughness. Because if something's taking him out, it better be a migraine. That man fought his coach and won. You mentioned the Detroit Lions. We forgot to say Megatron. Yeah, well, he's not obscure. Yeah. I will tell you that. Oh, ain't, that ain't how, about, no, how about his buddy Charlie Rogers who played for Detroit? There you Somebody go. <laughs> Riley Cooper. Yeah, that one might win for <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Black History Month, as I like to call him. Yes. Uh, coming <laughs> up next. Uh, this is a little bit more of a serious conversation, but big news in the sports media landscape. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about the sports media landscape after we find out that Sports Illustrator le- lays off all their workers? We'll oh, do that next no. on the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Are you concerned about the sports media landscape? It's Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. That's the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Larry D. Flores is on the ones and twos for us. And you hanging out with us on a Friday evening. And hopefully your Friday has been made better by this running thing that we're doing, which is just naming obscure and sometimes not so obscure wide receivers. NFL wide receivers. Yes, NFL wide receivers. Don't be sending me just your favorite dude who played in the right. in, in the college, which, you look, mm-hmm. I, there's plenty of dudes that I love but that played in college. UT. Yeah, you yeah. give him his look, props, man, I'll man. Bring up, he could have been in the league. That's right. I'll bring up James Kirkendall every time. But that does, that's, <laughs> Jordan Shipley. Yeah, yeah, we, we can do that. But no, no, we're, we're, we're sticking to the NFL. There's plenty of those, as has been evidenced by the truckwreck.com text line. It has been going when for how— with Cole McCoy's brother? Yeah, Jordan Shipley. No, he he was at He's that was with, Jackson Shipley. Jackson was Jackson with, and then okay. and then he was tight. Yeah, no, he was tight with. Yeah, Jackson was tight with Case. Jordan was tight with Colt. Colt, Colt yep, there or Daniel, is. as I like to call him. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we've we've had a lot of names come through. Oh, I have not seen of one of my favorite names that I like bringing up, and his name is Brian Hartline. Let me know if you remember that guy. I think he played in Miami from when I remember, and he also played. Uh, or he's now currently the uh, wide receivers coach at Ohio State. And for our friend uh, from the 512 who mentioned Algie Crumpler, tight ends do not count. No, they, they don't. absolutely don't. Uh, 214 says, remember Kel- Kevin Williams? Yes, I do. Dallas Cowboys, K-Dub, Roosevelt High School, sure did. Won his Super Bowl rings here, too. Yeah, Dante Hall came up. Cordell Stewart. Don't yes, forget Cordell, Cordell Stewart, Stewart played Ricky a little Pro, wide receiver. Keenan McCardell. And you were really excited to see Dave Meggett pop yeah, up. Dave Meggett, that was funny. Giants. They love some Dave Meggett. Troy Edward. Uh, Dante Stallworth. I mean, it's, y'all, Herman Moore, speaking of the Lions, yeah. Shoot. Ronaldo Nehemiah, track star and 49er. Man, just uh, look, keep those coming in, Wayne mm-hmm. Corbett. All right, all right, all right. We just, there's, there's a lot of happening, and well, I'll try and keep up with those. But um, some big news today that affected Mark a lot Duper. of – What was that? Mark Duper with the with the Dolphins. Oh yeah, and that popped up earlier Where'd as go? well. Um, of course, the K Stater Jordy Nelson. We cannot forget. We'll never forget. Um, but yeah, this the, some news that affected a lot of people in the sports media landscape, including I mean, I'm sure people that we both know. Yeah, that work for um, them. personally. Sports Illustrated, who their publisher completely gutted the staff. So all staffers at Sports Illustrated, and I do mean all. We're notified notified today of massive layoffs, and some are immediately laid off, some others in a short time. And so the entire staff is probably going to be gone in three months. And That's a shame. It is a wild thing to think about when you consider Sports Illustrated is probably still is the biggest name in sports media that's been. Right? Like, I would probably put it up still against ESPN as like one of the names that has been the biggest in it sports media. It was around media. longer, but it just shows the way technology and how people consume their media has changed the landscape because Sports Illustrated, nobody picks up a magazine anymore. Nobody has a magazine delivered to their house anymore. And it used to be Sports Illustrated so big, it was like, can you get on the cover, Sports Illustrated? And then it was like, oh, there's a Sports Illustrated cover, Jinx. You would lose or your team would lose. You'd have a bad game if you were featured on the cover. It was as big as like the Madden jinx, but it was also huge because if you got on the cover of Sports Illustrated, I mean, I know people who had just collections of Sports Illustrated covers. 100%. They might not have kept the magazine, but they kept that cover. 
And this is around for 70 years. And again, we know people in this market that right now work for Sports Illustrated and they got that that word that they shut it down. And I think it was because they were trying to get some kind of deal done and they didn't make a payment. Well, I, I think there's something to remember when it comes to Sports Illustrated. Like, obviously, there is. And look, I, I, in order to like continue talking about the heft of Sports Illustrated, the, mm-hmm. the giant, the behemoth that it's been in sports um, and like in, in the legacy of sports media. There's a lot of people, you say that you kept the covers. There's a lot of people that I know were reading those magazines and dreamt of writing yes. in those those places. Like, it was a legitimate, mm-hmm. a legitimate like, um, inspiration to for folks that wanted to be in sports media and ta- tell the stories of players. Yeah, they were some those of the things. greatest writers. 100%. And so, one thing that I will and personally... And photographers, too. Yes, absolutely. Like, it definitely changed the game when it came to, like, sports visuals mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, seeing the game... From a art and beauty perspective, because I, I think we all are in on sports because of the ways in which it makes you feel seeing greatness, experiencing greatness. And Sports Illustrated was huge in telling the stories, showing the pictures, mm-hmm. letting you know the average person in on it. But I think Sports Illustrated has succumbed to a lot of th- one of the things that's definitely kind of tearing apart sports medians in one ways, which is like the name was big. And then, you know, when... The media game is not a game where people, where like the organizations make a ton of money. Right. Right. But now we're seeing a lot. Everything is kind of like venture capitalism. You're seeing companies come in and they want to like take something and squeeze all of the profits out of it. But the media game doesn't do that. And so you saw you saw firms come in and buy Sports Illustrated lately. The latest was the Arena Group yep. who was publishing, um, you know, licensed Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. And in in trying to squeeze the you know the money out of it, they of less, the brand. they lessened the quality of the brand, and then that only ran it down further to the point yep. where now I mean, you, someone was making a joke the idea of how you fire AI workers. They had that scandal earlier or la- just last year about getting caught using AI you know supposed yeah. reporters because and I mean you imagine it's because they're trying to you know game the system and squeeze money out of it. And so now it's a really sad day for Sports Illustrated where or for like media, sports media, where you have a huge name that not just means it means like or it had meant in the past like validity in sports. Yeah. And it's been run down and it has been run down for some years, but it's run all the way down to where they're they can't, they're not even going to continue to exist anymore. I mean, it's it was such a brand like for for 70 years and for so many reasons. I mean. Guys would count how many times they're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah. You, you, again, people, the kids, guys, say guys, anybody that loves sports, they would get their Sports Illustrated in the mail and they'd see what was going on for that week and they'd have stacks of them in their room. And then every February, they would have the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Yeah. And little kids, high school kids had to hide them from their parents. The mom already <laughs> knew. But it was like, it was part of a, a tradition of growth. But again, that's so 20th century because... The way people consume their media is no different than albums or DVDs. They don't exist anymore. VHSs. I'd go down the list. But there's something to be said. Like, there are still magazines and stuff that still exist in a digital platform. But it's I think it's just an understanding of, like, what you're here for. Right. And you know what? You, you, you make an excellent point. ESPN is a television entity, but they have a presence online. And I think that's what, you know, if people can read the... ESPN articles or see the the highlights on ESPN.com. 
Whereas Sports Illustrated, they didn't make that transition smooth enough. Well, I, they, I mean, there were still people doing great work. That, and I know in the college football space especially, uh, there was people doing incredible work. And I say that because that's something that's near and dear to my heart. That their work still was being read online and stuff. I think Sports Illustrated and from the 469, they're talking about... Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that that's necessarily it. But I think that when, it, like, the ways in which Sports Illustrated kind of prioritized, um, tried to prioritize like the profit of this all, as opposed to like continuing to make great work and understanding that yeah. this is not going to be a place that makes a lot of money. And I think the money of it all also, well, like you said, as, venture capitalists. Yeah. Well, it, I, I'm glad because if, if you had somebody who wanted to shepherd it because yeah. of the journalism and the history of the magazine, maybe they would have survived by making, in other words, it's by making the you know, ten million a year or hundred million a year instead of oh, we gotta make a billion. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, JP Cantrell on the YouTube mentioned also great human interest stories that yes. you didn't get elsewhere. Features. They they did incredible work, and I'm glad you mentioned ESPN because in this large sports media thing, I think that uh, earlier last week this was news that came up that I don't, we haven't had a chance to discuss on this evening show, but the fact that ESPN is in advanced talks with NFL, the league. And the league could have like a, a monetary stake in ESPN, mm-hmm. and we're continuing to see like big brands mm-hmm. being bought into by other interests. This is really interesting for me because how much like how much do you uh, worry about the people being reported on owning the entities that are reporting on them, right? Like, well, you say that, but here's what's so wild: mm-hmm. the lines are already being blurred. Sure, and it's about where. How much are they allowed to say what? Because there's so many, quote unquote, media entities attached to teams. DallasCowboys.com sure. is attached to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks have their own digital media as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, and I'm just giving, mentioning two local ones. They're teams that already have their own media. And there's so, something to be said for ESPN already being a partner with the NFL. Yeah, and and like, like TNT already with the NBA. Sure. I mean, we can go down the list. It's like the lines are already being blurred. And what's so crazy about it, it, the lines were somewhat blurred back in the day, but you didn't hear about it. These guys that were covering these sports teams, especially baseball writers, they're going out drinking with the players back in the day. You just didn't ever hear about it because they would never put those stories in the articles. Sure. But I, I, I do wonder, like, we talk about blurred, but what happens when they're blurred basically lines. not when they're not there? Right. Because 512 brings up a point. They say no way. Not when ESPN also owns sports betting. And that's something where. In line with all these things, ESPN has lent their name to now this betting, yep. you know, apparatus. So you've got ESPN involved in the money of the betting. You've got them, you know, you've got and the NFL potentially being in a place where they also have a say in what the content is due to owning this. Mm-hmm. And it just I do wonder what happens with your fan belief in the reporting that's happening as much reporting as actually remains because we we all see ESPN at least and seeing how much like it's turned into the takes of this all but the reporting that's there is super important to this like sports ecosystem right you you've been a long time reporter in this in this industry you understand how important I've it is that aspect of sports it is but it's it's already the lines are blurred unfortunately sure. Pandora's box is open there are shows on ESPN and other national uh streaming or even network, yeah, like NFL Network. I mean, the NFL Network is an NFL Network. Yep. It's owned by that, but they're, they're they're just giving you hot takes. Right. They're not giving you journalism. They're not giving you quote unquote facts. They may give you some facts, but they're just giving you your opinions. And some of those opinions are flawed. 
And some of those opinions are based upon just what they think, not necessarily what they know, because they hadn't set foot and met any sports figure in, in person. They're just they're either regurgitating takes that they heard from somebody else or writers that they quote unquote respect because they were actually foot, feet on the ground. So the whole thing is is completely it's a complete different animal than it used to be. And the ownership or the partnerships or the mergers of all these different entities, the lines are blurred. I mean, they just are, sure. and people will consume what they want to consume because they they prefer certain information bubbles. In other words, even Bally Sports, which was Fox Sports Southwest, Bally's is the name of a of a of a gambling thing. Yeah. So I, I that that line has been blurred. Sure. And and, a, and and around the world, outside the United States, they're always able to gamble. I'm not one of these gambling people or betters and stuff like that, but there's shows that are syndicated on radio, nothing but gambling. We carry them on this station as well. 100%. And so it is what it is. And, and full circle back to uh, Sports Illustrated right quick. Uh, I was I was making, um, uh, what do you call it? I was making, I won't call it side money, but I was making uh, freelance money mm-hmm. with Sports Illustrated and CBS. CBS asked me to do their Sports Illustrated because they merged to do a college tailgate tour. Okay. So from 2013 until like 2019, I was going to all the biggest games in the country mm-hmm. and people would flock there because they would have we'd have this big screen set up like it was a cover Sports Illustrated because that was their chance to be on the cover Sports Illustrated. It meant something. It has some history. Yeah. And now because of the evolution of technology, it's just not there. And I wish just like certain newspapers now, DallasNews.com, you can find that same quality or the New York Times, whatever, Washington Post, whatever you think is legit journalism. They have an online presence. Sports Illustrated didn't segue it properly. And I wish they did. I wish they hadn't partnered with, like you said, venture capitalists who are all about devouring it and not necessarily looking at the quality. Yeah, well, the, the quality of Dated Sports Illustrated. Yeah, quality of Sports Illustrated brand is long, long gone, and the the brand itself might be gone relatively soon. After earlier today, uh, Sports Illustrated staff was most most of the staff was laid off today, and, yeah. um, and probably there's a won't lot be of there people, in three months. I mean, they they were trying to hang on for life. Yeah, um, so I, like I hear you. I think that you're mm-hmm. you're right in pointing out the idea that hey, man, this this landscape has already you it's know evolving. been muddied a good amount. Mm-hmm. I just it just it's it's odd to see. And I guess it's it's really highlighted when you see a brand like that fully go under and it makes you look around and go, man, what what is the landscape that we're looking at right now and how sustainable is it and how much can you trust all the things that you're getting? Mm-hmm. Anyways, the get right right here on one oh five three. The fan coming up next. We'll do a little sharing time and probably keep giving your wide uh, your obscure they wide receiver names. In. They keep coming in. Freddie Mitchell. We'll do it next on the fan. To get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, I'm Reginald Atatula, hanging out with the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. We got Larry D. Flores on the ones and twos and you hanging out with us on this Friday evening. Uh, appreciate you rock with us, however you're, however you're listening and wherever you're listening. Thanks for making us a part of your evening. Uh, We'll get you headlines in about 15 minutes. Um, and obviously it's a an off day in Dallas sports as... The Mavericks game with the uh, Warriors was postponed um, due to the passing of Dejan Milijovic, um, assistant coach of the uh, the 
Golden State Golden Warriors, State Warriors. Who passed a couple mm-hmm. of days back. At the age of 46 yes. at a team dinner. Yeah, so um, condolences to him and his family and, of mm-hmm. course, to the entire Warriors organization as they're, you know, obviously taking time to deal with the passing of a, you know, of a loved one, a, a cherished person in their community. And so with that being the case, um, you know, your Mavs are not playing. Your Stars will be playing again, I believe, tomorrow, if I remember correctly, uh, as Chris Arnold has shown me a picture of him. Back in his days working um, Sports, Sports Illustrated Tailgate. In fact, I might have to do that for CA Stories Confidential. Okay. Play a little audio of that. And yeah, that'd be cool. Showing you, the, like I said, this last hurrah for Sports Illustrated. Go back memory lane with those Sports Illustrated Tailgate tours. Be about an hour or so, maybe. There you go. Half uh, an hour. Absolutely. Uh, but right now, here on the Get Right, it's time to do some sharing time. Um... Do you have something that you want to share? Because I feel like a lot of people just want to keep naming wide receivers. Let's keep naming naming some of these wide receivers while we throw in some of the sharing time. I I gave you some puppy sharing time yesterday. Yeah. I give you something different, but you go ahead and start, and we can slide in some of these names. By the way, I see you, Tim Dwight. Tim Dwight, another wide receiver. That's right. Um, How about this? This This is some news that I saw that I was like, are you for real? Um, So a man... Tried to swap drugs for fried pickles. Wait a minute, I love some fried pickles. But <laughs> I, yeah, the headline, kind of wild. So apparently Buffalo Wild Wings had closed late on Sunday when a man named Justin Carpenter pulled up to a, a Lawrence, Indiana restaurant uh, around midnight looking for food. He wanted fried pickles to be exact, right? And so he was trying to get them to open the kitchen because, you know, once they close the kitchen, ain't nobody working there trying to fire up. The, we already cleaned all the stuff. Exactly. Right. And especially if you worked in food service, you know, I already cleaned it. I'm not making it dirty to go through the whole routine again just because you want some fried pickles. Absolutely not. Well, uh, he was trying to get them to reopen the kitchen. Um, so Carpenter, who is 25 years of age, if that gives you any level of uh, insight into his decision making process, proposed, you know, to barter mm-hmm. with the Buffalo Wild Wings employees. Two of whom were minors, which, oh boy, way to not read the room, buddy. Um, as alleged by police, Carpenter offered drugs to the Buffalo Wild Wings workers in exchange for fried pickles. Carpenter, and this note made me smile, hmm. who was wearing an ankle monitor as a result of a prior <laughs> drug arrest, uh, offered marijuana, oh boy, cocaine, ecstasy, and vape cartridges containing THC. I mean, the dude was just a veritable market of all the illicit substances. My, my, my. I do love, he was like, I got what you want. I got all of them if you need them, right? It was just open, just let me get some fried pickles. That's all I need. I don't even need some wings. It's a buffalo wild wings, just some fried pickles. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, that happened. Uh, apparently, he said, quote, if you make us some fried pickles, I'll make it worth it. Which, all, that sounds kind of like a threat in a way, to be completely honest. Ultimately, the employees clearly did not agree for this trade of drugs for pickles. And then uh, Carpenter left the Buffalo Wings. And then, you know, before he left, investigators uh, said that he left three small bags of marijuana on the restaurant's front counter and told <laughs> told a manager, this quote kills me, give those bags to the kids. No. He said that. No, he didn't. That's right. And so they tracked his, they tracked his vehicle to a nearby Speedway gas station where he was taken into custody. So yeah, um, if you're ever if you're ever trying to get your favorite restaurant to reopen the kitchen, I can tell you what not to do. Don't offer them drugs. Uh, so yeah, uh, just a little bit of a PSA from your friends at the Get Right on 105 through the fan.
I love that story. Also, by the way, he's 25 years old. Uh, his hairline makes him look like he's 35. Just wanted to say that. Just to let you know. He's clearly dope. He's been through some things. Anyways, that's the my sharing time. Uh, you want me to give you one? Please. What do you know about Bonnie and Clyde? Not a lot, actually. Although I did find out relatively recently. I didn't know that there was like a a correlation, a, a deep uh, association with Bonnie and Clyde and the city of Dallas. Yes. In fact, they spent some time here before they went on the lamb. Yeah. But did you know Bonnie and Clyde were never married? That makes sense. I feel like if you're on the run, you don't really have an opportunity to stop by and plan a wedding. But guess why they weren't married? Why is that? Bonnie already had a husband. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Turns out in 1926, just a few days before she turned 16, 15, Bonnie Parker married her high school sweetheart, this guy named Roy Thornton. Their marriage was tumultuous, and Thornton was also often absent and in trouble with the law. The couple were separated several times. Bonnie's mother, Emma, recommended divorce, but Bonnie said, I can't, I can't divorce this man. What? She was identified as Mrs. Roy Thornton in the wanted posters and was still wearing her wedding ring when she was killed. Oh, wow. She personally reverted to her maiden name and her tombstone read Bonnie Parker. But she was always Mrs. Roy Thornton. By the way, Thornton was in prison for robbery when he learned about how Bonnie got killed. He said, I'm glad they went out the way they did. It's much better than being caught. By the way, he was shot and killed three years later while he was trying to break out of prison. What a family. Yeah, and you know how Bonnie and Clyde got killed. And he made a movie about it. Yeah, Warren Beatty was yeah I've, I've, I've heard. He shot up that car. That's... I do love that he's like, I got respect for the game mm-hmm. of being a being an outlaw. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so, hey, man. Did you know they both, wrote, they both wrote poetry about their life of crime? Did not know that. Yes. They wrote a collection of poems about all the places they robbed and all the things they did. And, there you uh, and go. I love that. Art, art, artful um, outlaw. Mm-hmm. By the way, like they were, both were killed in Louisiana. And uh, she actually wrote a poem called The Story of Bonnie and Clyde, gave it to her mama. In the final lines of her poem, she acknowledged the inevitable end. She said, quote, someday they'll go down together and they'll bury them side by side. To few it'll be be grief to the law of relief, but it's death for Bonnie and Clyde. Well, she called that one right. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. uh, J.P. Cantrell on the YouTube saying that her grave is in North Dallas up by Webb Chapel. There it is. um, I, I didn't know that she was, and I, supposedly the car is in Las Vegas. Yeah, there you go. It's right there on display, just outside of Las Vegas. <laughs> Someone said so they were rappers. What? <laughs> well, you know Jay Z. Come on, you know that song, Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah. Okay. On the run. No, no, not, not on the run. No, no, that's the name of the tour. But back in the day, Bonnie. I mean, they had a, a song. I'm sure they did. My brain is not working right now. 877 They were talking about they're together and Bonnie and Clyde. They, they referenced Bonnie and Clyde and like Whitney and Bobby. And I mean, you know. By the way. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Las Vegas yep. paid two. What was the song? Uh, 03 Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, 03 yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, the casino uh, that has the, uh, the car, that car was stolen. It was on display in Las Vegas. The Prim Valley Casinos Resorts, 1934 V8 Ford sedan, 
as well as the shirt that Clyde was wearing when he was killed was on display, and they paid $250,000 for that car to be displayed in 1988. Man. How about that? There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Some, some uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Some stuff. Bonnie and Clyde. I don't, I'm trying to remember, and yeah, maybe this is girlfriend. why my brain wasn't working. I was trying to remember. I feel like I was just having Bonnie and Clyde conversation like not more than a month ago, and I'm trying to remember mm. with whom, and I can't. It's not coming to me. Regardless. That was, that was a hell of a movie. Warren Beatty in that movie. Um, Warren Beatty and who else was it? Faye Dunaway. That's when they became stars. 1960s. That film came out in 1967. You have to look that up, watch it one night and say, wow, that's what that's all about. Joel Wood on the YouTube or on the Twitch chat reminds us the Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt. That's uh, right, another Tennessee one. Wide receiver. Uh, you know, random wide receiver. Uh, David Boston shows up. Someone said Terrell Pryor, and I think didn't did Terrell Pryor actually play wide receiver? Did they did he play tight end? I think he was a wide receiver. Oh, you know what? I'm yeah, he did play wide receiver. I'm thinking Logan Thomas, who was a quarterback turned yeah. tight end. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, as earlier we were talking about, you know, random wide receivers uh, here on the Get Right coming up next. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get you your headlines on this Friday evening, and probably sprinkling some wide receivers there too, because it's what we've been doing all day. We'll do it next on the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 